Hi, welcome to Title Health on Point. I'm Roger Fallabout, your host and the Director of Strategic Communications at Title Health Peninsula Regional. Great topic today as we are discussing clinical vaccine trials, and we have two experts in the field with us to do that. Zooming in from Johns Hopkins, and this is a first for us to do a Zoom call on the podcast, is Dr. Anna Durbin. She is a professor a professor of international health at Hopkins. And joining me to my right is no stranger to this program. He's Dr. Robert Joyner. Bob has been on the program with us before as we've discussed the Richard A. Henson Research Institute. And Dr. Joyner is the director of the Research Institute. So, Dr. Durbin, first question to you. Uh, introduce yourself, please, if you would, to our audience. Sure. My name's Anna Durbin. I'm a professor of international health at Hopkins. I've been at Hopkins for 21 years now doing vaccine research. Um, I've been working on the development and evaluation of many different vaccines, particularly for tropical diseases. But as, uh, as COVID-19 uh, came into the world, we've switched all of our efforts now to the evaluation of COVID-19 vaccines. So, Dr. Durbin, I'll throw you the softball question to get the program going today. What is a virus, and how does that cause an illness? So, a virus is just, uh, it's just a, a, a pathogen or a very small, unlike bacteria. Most people are familiar with bacteria, but viruses are generally quite small. They can be transmitted through various different means, such as through the air for your flu viruses or your cold viruses, or it can be spread by different um, vectors such as mosquitoes or ticks, so yellow fever virus, dengue virus. And it's really, we call a pathogen, it's an organism that infects you and in part of your body's reaction to that, uh, your body develops a response and it's really this response sometimes that can cause the problem. So your body creates cells that fight that virus and try to get rid of it and those cells can make it more difficult to breathe if it's a respiratory virus. Um, and it can cause fever, chills, those sort of things. So it's a very small organism, very, very tiny, um, but can cause a lot of problems and make you ill. So as we've learned over the last seven months, it doesn't take much to make a big chaotic situation around the world uh, we've all been living with COVID-19. Um, is there anything that perhaps we don't know about it at this point that maybe we should that you'd like to share with us? Well, there's a lot, frankly, that we don't know about it still. Um, it's important to remember we didn't know anything about this virus eight months ago, nine months ago, and we still have a tremendous a lot to learn. I think the greatest thing that we don't know right now is why, for instance, you know, there's a large spectrum of disease. Some people don't get seem to get ill at all. Some people get very ill. We know some things around why that is. We know people who have, for instance, diabetes or the elderly tend to get sicker, but we don't know why young, healthy people necessarily can get very ill with it. I think the greatest unknown that we don't have right now is if you've been infected or if you have antibodies to this virus, how long will they protect you? We don't know. We don't know the answer to that question. We don't know, for instance, if you've been infected this year, you can be reinfected next year or the year after. I think that's the greatest unknown and really is causing a little bit of uncertainty uh, for people. Which also then reinforces the importance of research and looking into viruses, including COVID-19. Bob, let me ask you in particular, um, what happens at the Richard A. Henson Research Institute? What do you do and, and, and what is involved with looking into things like viruses? 
from your end of the business? So Title Health Peninsula Regional has a um, research institute inside the hospital itself. That research institute has a staff of research nurses, research coordinators, um, a research pharmacist who are devoted to bringing research here to the Eastern Shore and providing access to our community to research efforts that they wouldn't otherwise have access to or they would have to travel pretty far to get there. So um, we uh, work with the physicians, uh, we explore research trials that are available, we find the research trials that would fit with the patients that uh, are in our community, and we bring those research trials to the Eastern Shore. Uh, Dr. Durbin, you know, and perhaps some of our audience knows as well, but we are honored at Tidal Health Peninsula Regional to be a member of the Johns Hopkins Clinical Research Network. So, Bob, here locally in town, um, what is our role in clinical trials at Tidal Health Peninsula Regional? So our role for clinical trials is to um, find the patients who have uh, illnesses that fit with particular clinical trials. So we associate the issues that patients are having with particular clinical trials that are studying those. So if they happen to have clinical trials at Johns Hopkins um, that would fit with the patients that we have, uh, we can bring those trials here. And so uh, we spend a great deal of time reviewing patients uh, in the area and finding clinical trials that fit with them so that they can get the best care that they can get. Anna, a very few select members outside of Hopkins are a member of this research institute, and that's why I said that we are indeed so honored to be a part of that. What benefit do we provide to Hopkins by being involved in the research institute? Well, first of all, I want to say that we're thrilled to be partnering with you. I think this is a very exciting time, and you really bring a lot. You know, Hopkins is very much centered in Baltimore, and um, what what you can bring to us is really um, the populations or people involved who are really been very hard hit by, by COVID-19. And I'm just talking about this trial in particular, but in the terms of other trials as well, it really helps us to diversify the clinical trial participation or the participants who come in. You know, for anything that we're putting into clinical trial, whether it be a vaccine, whether it be drugs, um, whether it be um, just therapeutic programs, it's really important to ensure that those are studied in the populations that are most adversely affected by whatever it is, whether it be cancer or an infectious disease or whatever. And so that's why it's so important to go out and involve, um, involve healthcare systems outside of just Hopkins, but who can really... Um, helps enroll the general population, the people who are really affected by this. So I think it's very important because whenever we're, we're evaluating a treatment, a vaccine, whatever, we want to make sure that it works and is safe in the population in which it's going to be used. And so that's why it's so important that we partner with groups like yours. So I do want to get into talking a little bit about the uh, Hopkins and Tidal Health Association around the uh, Hopkins-Oxford a COVID-19 trial. We'll do that in a minute, but I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here. So I, I want you to talk a bit about what a vaccine, what a vaccine, I'm putting cart before the horse. Uh, I want to talk about what a vaccine is and what a vaccine does to protect us from a virus. Sure. Um, so what a vaccine is, it's sort of a mechanism to fool the body in order for the body 
body to make an immune response to a pathogen like a virus or a bacteria. You encounter that virus or bacteria, your immune system says you treat it to make sure that you don't get sick. And to do that, what we generally do is we take pieces of a virus um, and we just present pieces of that virus to the body as a vaccine. We also can make a virus or a bacteria very weak. So we make a very weakened version of it as a vaccine. And that would be, for instance, measles vaccine, mumps vaccine, rubella. Those are all what we call live vaccines, but they're very weak. So they don't make people sick. Um, what we're doing around COVID is all of the vaccines that are currently uh, being made around COVID are trying to incorporate what we call the spike protein. It's part of the virus that binds to cells within your body. So each of the vaccines that are currently in clinical trial are um, involved in just, in just making that spike protein only, not the whole virus, just that little piece of it and showing it to the body so that the body can recognize it, make an immune response, and then recognize it in the future if you become exposed to COVID. Bob, in your opinion, how important is it for us to be involved in this? trial with Hopkins. We have an at-risk population here on the Eastern Shore, um, and we have an opportunity to participate on the forefront of medicine to help with uh, finding a solution to this. So it's, uh, it's very important for us to participate. Dr. Durbin, can you give us an idea of where we are in that clinical trial? I know we haven't talked a whole lot about it publicly with our community here, uh, I'm not quite sure that we're ready to actively, at this point, start rolling things up. But where are we in the process and how close are we to, to really getting going and being involved in this? Um, so we're at the very, very early stages, I would say. Um, there, the uh, Oxford or AstraZeneca started in England, actually, over the summer. And so they started the trial at Oxford University. AstraZeneca then came in and partnered with them and um, are going to study the vaccine here in the United States. And we are just in the very beginning of the study. Um, the study was paused for a brief period of time. It's expected to resume in the next week or so. Um, but out of the, the projected 30,000 people who are going to be enrolled in this trial, so far fewer than 1,000 have been enrolled. So we have a long way to go in order to enroll the numbers of people that we want. Now, of course, not all of them are going to be enrolled here in Maryland. It's across the country. But I think um, partnering with, with, with Tidal Health is really giving us an opportunity to enroll, one, people who are at risk for COVID, and two, really make a great contribution to the overall efforts with this vaccine. So as we say in the business, more to come, stand by. We'll be sharing information with our community about that and when they can become involved potentially in this trial. Um, Bob mentioned that we are sitting in a very high-risk area. Uh, I think we all understand and appreciate that. What makes Tidal Health and the Salisbury community so attractive to Hopkins as it, um, as it works with this study? Well, number one, um, you know, there's uh, the Eastern Shore, Salisbury, um, Maryland itself uh, has a very high number of workers in the poultry industry. And those workers have been incredibly hard hit by COVID-19. Um, people working in poultry processing, meat processing facilities 
are at extremely high risk. They're listed as one of the highest risk populations for acquiring COVID. And in order to see whether or not a vaccine works or whether it doesn't work, you have to be able to assess um, what we call efficacy. And to do that, we enroll people and some people get vaccine and some people get placebo. And then you look to see how many people in each group actually come down with the illness. So if we were to do this study, for instance, in an area where people weren't at risk for COVID, we wouldn't know if the vaccine worked because there wouldn't be any cases of COVID. So we need to do the trials in areas where we think we're going to see cases of COVID. And because we know that uh, poultry processing workers are at risk, um, it's an excellent, it's an excellent um, area from which to recruit because one, we can hopefully benefit that population by finding a vaccine more quickly and showing that the vaccine is safe and that it works in that population. Bob, what I want to ask you is, when the time comes for the trial to be launched here on the Eastern Shore, the Richard A. Henson Research Institute will be responsible for coordination, correct? So they'll be responsible for the coordination. Uh, we're working with population health. Uh, oops, sorry. We're working with population health. Uh, the the uh, entire um, title health, population health, to have enough staffing for this. Uh, we are working with Dr. Durbin's research group to bring a mobile clinic here to the Eastern Shore and to be able to administer the um, vaccinations through the mobile clinic. All of the follow-up that will happen over the two years of the study will occur here at Tidal Health. Dr. Durbin, how far away are we, would you estimate, uh, to launching this here on the Eastern Shore? Boy, I'm hoping that we can launch it in the next uh, two to four weeks, hopefully. Um, we're working with AstraZeneca to get all of the all of the administrative paperwork done so that we can administer this the trial on the Eastern Shore. It's it's one of uh, I would say the jewels of of our collaborative effort, and we're very excited to partner with Tidal Health and get started. So awesome to hear. We're excited too. We should also mention uh, so that people know where we are here on the timeline. We're taping this on the 18th of September. So when we say a couple of weeks to four weeks, we're talking the first part of October to mid-October uh, to hopefully get the uh, the trial underway. Um, the other question I wanted to ask you, Anna, too, was, and, and this is probably something that I'm sure we'll hear from people, if I get involved in the trial, do I risk getting COVID? Uh, that's, a, that's a little bit of a nuanced question. I'll tell you why. I mean, some of the questions we get are can I get COVID from the vaccine? And the answer is absolutely not. Um, again, the vaccine is only, contains only a very small part, a very small protein of the virus. So you cannot get COVID from the vaccine. Now, can you get COVID in the trial? Well, as I mentioned earlier, one of the reasons that we're, we're involving Tidal Health and, and the groups that we're uh, enrolling overall are people who are at higher risk of exposure to COVID. And in the vaccine study, um, two thirds of the people will receive the vaccine, one third of the people will receive a placebo. And so there is a chance if you're naturally exposed to COVID, there certainly is a chance that you could get it because not one, not everyone 
in the study is getting vaccine and two, we don't know yet whether or not the vaccine will work. That's why we're doing the trial. But I do want to just emphasize again that you cannot get COVID from the vaccine. So you kind of answered the question, but I'll ask it anyhow. If I participate in the trial, am I protected from the disease? And I have to say, in all honesty, we don't know. That's why we're doing the trial. That is the information that the trial is going to give us. Will this vaccine work and will it be safe? And we won't know the answers, answer to those questions unless we do the clinical trial, which is why we're here. Bob, as a, uh, as a guy who spent his entire life in research, um, how awesome is this to be involved in something um, right here on the ground floor that potentially could lead to uh, a vaccine for this virus? Oh, it's, it's terrific. Uh, it, it's, um, it, it, it's kind of a weird thing to, to feel good about in regards to this. COVID has provided um, uh, not only the bad things that you see with it, but the opportunities that are happening right this second between the researchers like Dr. Durbin and myself and others, um, the opportunity to work together. Um, not only will this be something that we can take advantage of now, um, but creating these relationships are important so that we can work together in the future. So as we get close to wrapping this up, let me ask you, Dr. Durbin, and you, Dr. Joyner, is there anything else that you would like to share with individuals who might be thinking about participating in this trial when we launch? Sure. I mean, I think the first thing that I would say is that there's there are a lot of people available to answer questions. So we encourage anyone who's interested in being involved in this in the study um, to feel free. There'll be contact information that's coming out that they can answer questions. Um, right now, they can also go to a website that uh, the Coronavirus Prevention Network has put together. And this trial, I should have mentioned earlier, is part of Project Warp Speed, which people may have heard of. That's the NIH government-funded effort to find a vaccine for COVID. And if people are interested right now in learning about these vaccines, they can go to coronaviruspreventionnetwork.org and they can learn about the vaccines, they can learn about how to volunteer, and they can have some of, some of their questions answered right there. And uh, to learn more about Tidal Health's efforts with research, including the vaccine effort, um, you can go to the Tidal Health website. Uh, in the search menu, you can put in the word research, and it will take you to our page. Absolutely. And, of course, when the time comes that we launch the trial here on the Eastern Shore working with Hopkins, we will indeed have more information coming out through the Strategic Communications Department. We'll keep everybody updated, and we'll also have some information out on the website and, and assist folks who, who want to be considered uh, to enroll in, in the trial. Uh, Dr. Durbin, thanks so much for zooming in with us from over on the other side of the bay. Uh, this has been a challenge. It is interesting. We've never done the show this way before, so I am so happy that we broke ground with you. As Bob mentioned when we were getting ready for the show, uh, 2020 has been a year of doing new things, so why, why not? not? Well, thank you very, very much, and I appreciate your flexibility. Dr. Durbin, thanks for zooming in from uh, Hopkins. We appreciate you being a part of the program. Great to see you again today. Oh, thank you. It was really my pleasure. Good. And Dr. Joyner, thank you so much for being with us again here on the program. And as Bob mentioned, if you are interested in learning anything at all about the Richard A. Henson Research Institute at Tidal Health Peninsula Regional, please visit our website at mytitlehealth.org. For Bob and for Anna, I'm Roger. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you.